Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Hi, welcome to the next in the series from Two Script Guys. My name is John Lovett. And I'm your host today, this beautiful uh, Sunday. 21st of February, 2016. Today we're going to be talking about characters and characterizations and some of the traits that you as a writer need to incorporate. Two Script Guys is, is podcast every Sunday at about 1 o'clock in the afternoon here on TalkShoe. Um, and where we discuss screenwriting. This podcast is the only podcast out there for uh, for screenwriters given by a screenwriter. So, and I am not funded by any of the large um, corporations like uh, the Writer Store. So you're free to talk about anything you want. <coughs> Excuse a little cold I picked up while traveling this weekend. So. Uh, Two Script Guys, the podcast is a dial-in show. It's an active participation show. The dial-in number is 724-444-7444, and the call-in number is 110096. Two Script Guys is available on Facebook under Two Script Guys, that's T-W-O, Script Guys, or you can find my page at Screenwriter John Lovett. That's L-O-V-E-T-T. Not to be confused with the comedian John Lovett, so it's L-O-V-I-T-Z. So it's L-O-V-E-T-T. So this week we'll talk about characters and characterization. So the first thing I'd like to talk about real quick is developing an onstage relationship with your characters. And what I mean to say is that as a writer, you have to remember that you are writing for um, that, that character to speak to other characters. So you have to keep in mind that actors are going to actors are going to give your line. And if you lose perspective of that, if you uh, think that you know you're kind of writing in this omniscient voice, and and that you're just kind of writing these characters. You have to understand that characters have on-stage relationships with the other characters. So, uh, but you need to make some decisions about that. Who will have that main character's attention the most when they're on screen? What other character's energy in the story will be a visible effect on the other main characters? Um, you know, we talk about character-driven stories and plot-driven stories and on and so forth. But regardless of whether it's a plot-driven story or a character-driven story, characters have a relationship with each other. 
Now, when I talk about character's energy, that's a whole other discussion. I'm going to wait for another day. But one of the things that I've kind of determined as I've walked through this process of becoming a writer is that all stories have inherent amount of energy that you, the writer, impart into that story. And part of that energy in that story is exhibited by these characters. But one of the other things that you have to consider when you're building a character trait is that there are off-screen relationships. Is that very often you build up relationships with characters in the screen, but they, but other characters outside the screen, things like uh, if a character has a dying mother or a um, some kind of event in college has affected him, but it's off screen. You don't see the college, but it's there. And so there are these off-screen relationships you have to kind of work on as well. And you have to understand what those kind of positions for your main character mean and how to drive the story forward. So one of the other things you need to talk about in terms of your main character are their strengths and their weaknesses. Writing is action. Story has to continually move forward. So the quality of the, your character that causes a piece of action to move forward, what are those things? What are the traits that force the student to continue forward? Is the student, um, has he been, going back to the college thing, has he been um, forced out of his college and he's now traveling across Europe in a train? What is driving him forward to continually to do that? And when you introduce the the other characters, how does his personality and his strength of character move and manipulate them in, in a broad sense? And I don't mean manipulate in a bad sense. I mean just in a broad sense. But moreover, what are the characters' weaknesses? And this goes back to what we're talking about plot-driven stories. Very often in plot-driven stories, the main character doesn't have any weaknesses, at least in relationship to what he's doing. Um, the weakness will be, in, in many plot-driven stories, the weakness is usually a girlfriend, wife, girl, uh, daughter that is imperiled in some way and they have to save them. But in, in, in more complex stories, the character has very substantial weaknesses. <coughs> For example, let's go back to the student who's thrown out of college. He's now on a train. He meets a girl, but the, his, one of his weaknesses is he, he has a real lack of understanding or he continually miscommunicates with women or that he's just having a he just cannot develop a good relationship mm -hmm. which is something then you can as a um, writer build into that we're going to talk about um, but more so about strengths and weaknesses is unique traits. One of the things that writers leave out in, in, in writing in-depth characters are those characteristics that allow the actor to grab onto something. This goes back to the first part where I was talking, is that you're writing about characters that are going to be, actors are going to do this. So build into the story something the actor can grab onto and hold onto. Uh, for example, let's go back to our student who's been kicked out of college, not traveling in Europe, doesn't communicate with women well, but he has an innate ability 
to learn new languages. Um, and so he picks up new languages and, and you might establish that, like set up some payoffs, you might establish that very early on in the story, but it comes in example later on if he and the other student he's traveling with uh, get into a difficulty, but he's able to assimilate languages very quickly, so he's able to get them out of the problem. If you have these kind of unique traits that are going to be problem solvers later on in the story, you need to have them set up very early on in the story so that it makes sense. Um, so one of the other things that I need to also we need to talk about is backstory experiences. Um, one of the questions that you always get asked when you pitch your screenplay is, well, what's the character's backstory? So you need to kind of understand what their backstory is and how that impinges on that student. But regardless of what the backstory is, um, you as a writer need to not don't dwell into it in a expositional kind of way. Drop hints, kind of build the character, you know, in some way that he uh, that he or she can use that background and, and it's good for the actors as well it allows them again something that they can base their acting on um, so now backstory can be positive or negative it doesn't have to all be negative uh, let's go back to our traveling student uh, let's say that it turns out that the, his, his father abandoned the family so he's never had a role model, on, and he has never been able to deal with women because he didn't have a role model to teach him how to treat women properly. That's, I mean, it's, I'm just kind of building this story uh, as, I, as I work on it, but the point is that that kind of thing can come out during your, your um, uh, story. Another element of good characterization is contradiction. Good characters often have layers of complexity and contradictions, and you develop those as you walk through the story. Let's say, for instance, our student who's not particularly compassionate or able to communicate with women well, but he's able to learn languages. But, for instance, he is, along the way, he encounters a dying mother, uh, a woman who's dying, and he's able to help her and communicate with her. So in doing so, you develop the contradictions that you can then exploit later on that he develops the ability then to communicate with women and, and, and understand the situation. But it also allows you to compare and contrast with the other characters. Um, and in comparison, you can use uh, I find comparison, you can sometimes in a comparison build an almost poetic sense about your character and his uh, look on the other characters. And, and in that way, when you compare the, your main character to the other characters, um, you can have a sense of poetry about it. And it's it's very interesting, and some writers catch it very easily, and other writers have to fight about it. I'm one of the latter, not the former. Um, but when it does hit you, and you're able to create this poetic comparison, either via a simile or a metaphor, 
but you capture the essence of the character. Now, one of the things about characters and characterization is that fundamental change of the main character through the story. We talk about character arc, but it's that fundamental change. It's the, what will happen to this traveling student? What, what will he gain from it? Well, how will he change? Will he become a compassionate person? <coughs> will he um, become a more supportive person? Maybe he still can't communicate well, but he'll become, uh, he'll be able to understand and, and support the other characters in a more fundamental way. So that's our kind of essay, short essay on characters and characterization. Hey, what, if you enjoyed it and you have any comments, please feel free to leave me an email at two script guys, that's T-W-O, scriptguys at gmail.com. Or you can go on to my Facebook page. Uh, I also am at twoscriptguys.blogspot.com to read my blog. And uh, you can... Um, See, play with the computer for a moment. You can also reach me at uh, your number if you want to leave me a, a message. You can leave a message at 626-548-8319, and I'll be glad to get back with you. Two Script Guys is a service of... Um, of LNN Productions and the HMA guy. We're here every Sunday at one o'clock in the afternoon at Talk Shoe, and we're going to talk about screenwriting. Two Script Guys is also a uh, consulting and um, coaching service for writers. We provide um, writers coaching. Uh, John is a licensed life coach. Or certified life coach. You don't get licensed for life coach. Certified life coach. And um, available for uh, coaching. And if you are interested, then uh, you can uh, find me at twoscriptguys.com. So, having gone through today, hope you enjoyed our a short show on characterization. If you have any topics that you're interested in, please feel free to contact John. Leave a message at Two Script Guys. John, John can also has a video blog on um, on YouTube, which can be found under Two Script Guys uh, if you're interested. But again, if you have any questions or you have a topic that which you're interested in talking about, please leave John a message and we can talk about it. So thank you for joining us today. And... Um, Hope to see you next week here on Two Script Guys. Hey, why are you listening to me? Go right. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No 
purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.